0: I'm the Lord for the showers of blessing upon you, upon your household, upon all that you lay your hands upon you. I'm the Lord for the showers of blessing, and the remainder of this moment, the remainder of this year, over your life, over
1: your
0: household, over all that you lay your hands upon, the showers
1: of blessing God. Lord, in the name of Jesus, oh yes, Lord, oh yes, Lord, oh yes, God. Father, you Let there be showers of your blessing.
0: The blessing of your peace, the blessing of your holiness, the blessing of your provision, the blessing of your God. the blessing of your glory.
1: Yes, let there be showers of your blessing to God. Over oh, my household,
0: over this assembly,
1: over the worship of my nation.
0: In the name of
1: Jesus, yes, the play, of the play, play, from the into your into your water, into your into your business, into your finances, into the name of Jesus, yes, I'm not sure you're going to to you're Take you the 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 Oh oh oh
0: Produce in every light this morning, your showers of blessings in the name of Jesus. We are just witness of God. Father, let your world bring about strength of your blessing in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Glorious Father. Give the praise and glory, Lord. I ask, God that you empower your word through my business. Let your world to so commit to peace. Everyone that hears this, in the mighty name of Jesus, thank you for asking Jesus' mighty name. We pray, Jesus' name. We pray. If those hands are not for us, we'll just chant them together for the King of Kings and the Lord of Kings. It's the time of warfare. The devil don't want you to worship, he doesn't want you to praise. That's why today is just is, today is just the beginning of a new dawn in your life in the mighty name of Jesus. I want you to tell somebody outside of today's service that they don't want to miss next Sunday. Next Sunday is a fourth Sunday in the month of October, which is the last quarter in this year. Oh. And so far, the Lord has taken individual of us to a glorious place. Wow. And we want to come here, then the those little words of encouragement is going to be celebration galor. I thought somebody would be excited right. about it. Yeah. It's going to be celebration. Gathering. It's going to be praises, worship, just worshiping and praising God. And the Lord will do something glorious in every life that will partake of it in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. As you are sitting, I want you to pray, pray as we go into the message today and declare and say, Father, Father, bring back back my captivity, restore understanding. To my confusion,
1: hurt to
0: my sicknesses, peace to every of my worry. Cause me from today to begin to dream again. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Son of God. Jesus' name. Amen. Psalm 126. We'll reading from verse 1 to 6. How's everybody doing today? Are uh, you excited to bring this presence? Yes. Yes, the servant says, I was glad but he said to me, yes. let us go to the house of the Lord. I pray that that joy that brings you into his house will be multiplied as we live here in the name of Jesus. Yeah. The Bible says in Psalm 126, starting from verse 1, it says, when the Lord brought back the captivity of Zion, we were like those who dream. Then our mouth was filled with. Why oh, do I got myself here this
1: morning? laughter.
0: Let's just let's, let's go with me. Then our mouth was filled with, with laughter. And our thoughts were singing. Then they said among the nations, The Lord has done great things for them. People will testify of the faithfulness of God. He
1: said,
0: the Lord has done great things for us. And we are. Come on, George. So let me send these people this morning some coffee. (laughs) You need some coffee, you need some tea. Amen. Amen. He said, then. I mean, the Lord has done great things for us. And we are glad. Yes, I'm glad because the Lord has been faithful unto me. I don't
1: know yes, well about you. No, the...
0: but your presence here this morning yes. is an indication and the manifestation of the faithfulness of God. He yes, said, bring back our captivity, O oh Lord, yes, Lord, as the streams in the south. Yes. Those who sow in fear, a ripping joy, number six says, "He who continually goes forth weeping, bearing seed for sowing, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing. With what? Rejoicing. With rejoicing, bringing a change within, bring back our captivity." Somebody, the Lord, the, Lord the Lord is bringing back my captivity. The Lord is bringing back my captivity. In Jeremiah chapter 10 verse 17, the Lord is saying, he said, "He for I will restore health to you.'" Yeah. Mm. For I will restore health to you Amen. and heal your wounds. Amen. Did you see? Did not say, wound, you say wounds. He said wounds. Says Pastor Richard. No. Huh? Says the Lord. Who is speaking to you this morning? The Lord. Says the Lord. Because they call you an outcast, say, mm. this is Zion. No one seeks you. Mm. They will begin to seek you from this day. Amen. Amen. We are going to seek you from this assembly in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Bring back our captivity, O oh Lord. This is the song and the prayer of the children of Israel through this service in Psalm 126. And why this? A place of captivity is not a place of rejoicing. The moment of being captive is not a time of kumbaya. When one is held captive, doing great things to be difficult. When one is not at peace to be able to do that which his heart desires to do or what God has proposed that he may do in life It's not a time of rejoicing. A place of captivity is a moment away from fulfillment of purpose. It's a place of suffering. It's a place of being deprived of freedom, of liberty. It's a moment. When God seems to be far away from one or someone, is a place of oppression. Sometimes a place of depression, when you're confused and you're just hoping, and expecting good to show, or something to turn around. The children of Israel, they would God to eventually send them into captivity. And they were in captivity for several years, 70 years in Babylon. And the king of Babylon would do to them what he felt he needed to do to them to actually oppress them. They have no say. Their liberty is limited. They cannot do what they enjoy doing. They are not in their promised land. They are not being fulfilled. Their heart rejoices are wanting to praise God, worship God, starving, and yet unable to do so. And several times they're thinking, Why are we here? Well, we are here because of our disobedience. We're here because of our hard heartedness. Because of our stiffness. Because of our disobedience to God's instruction. And God has sent us into this place of captivity. And so it's not fun to the children of Israel. It wasn't fun to them. Likewise, many of us today. You may be a student, you may be a child, you may be a dad or mom. where at some point are being in or some are evil in a place of captivity Where you are not joyful, and to liberate yourself from not being joyful is just difficult for you. There are some sarcastic voices speaking in your head the thing is that God is not even thinking about you. A place of captivity is a place of oppression. It's a place of torment. It's a place where you are not who you're supposed to be. And the same thing that may be happening to any of us today or even the church happened to the children of Israel in the past. And something happened in that place of
1: captivity. The people who really want
0: to see the glory of God. They want to express the power and the grace of God. And yet because they cannot, they are being mocked. I don't know Maybe you are being mocked or you are even mocking yourself or people have mocked you. But guess what? The children of God as well. <clears throat> and we have what happened to them in the place of their captivity that now made the songwriter, the songwriter, to write and say, Bring back, O oh God, our captivity. In Psalm 137, Psalm 137 from verse 24, he said, We were sitting by the rivers of Babylon. They said, There we sat, here. And what What happened? Mm -hmm. There we went. It's not a place of talk. Because uh, the river of Babylon is far from home, it's far from their promised place of talk, of of worship. As they were sitting there, what happened? He said, We remembered the city of David. We remembered the house of God. We remembered how we used to worship God, how we used to experience his miracles, his signs, his wonders, his love, his power, his grace, his glory. We remembered Zion.
1: And as they remembered,
0: say we hunger house on the willows in the midst of it why because when, when they remember it just, it didn't bring about joy to them because of where they are and guess what happened verse three for there those who carry those away captive ask us of acts of us a song and those who plunder those requested men, saying. Saying, God's one of the sons of Zion. Everyone that tries to ask of your God, Amen. tries to mock you and say, after all, you go to church all the time. Well, why can't your God do this? Why can't your God eat? Why can't your God provide for it? Why can't your God change that situation? I declare. The Lord, as the Lord brings back your captivity, you will be like those who drink dream drinks in the mighty name of Jesus. Look at them and come to mock You guys who carry the ark, going to the city of David, going to Zion, rejoicing, blowing the harps, playing the flutes, the trumpets will be singing, you'll be glorified. Or oh, the same God that you worship, if you are faithful unto Him, if you are obedient to Him, you will not have been. Sing to us one of those songs. That will be you a lot. Amen. It will not be the person of your Father. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. So they mocked Him. Sing us one of those songs of Zion. Make us happy as we used to be happy. Let us rejoice and worship your God as you used to do. What was their response? How shall we sing? He said, How? Shall we sing the Lord's song? The Lord is bringing you back home this day in the mighty name of Jesus. I said, The Lord is bringing you back to a place of your peace, a place of your joy, a place of your fulfillment. The place of your progress, the place of health, the place of his love, and the place of his power and glory in the mighty name of Jesus. You have had before, you don't have now, shall not be your story anymore. Bringing back your captivity. Amen. I said, The Lord is bringing back your captivity Amen. in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. But when the Lord brought back the captivity of His people, Amen. the Son told us, He said, We were like those who drink. Meaning that this is very uncommon. And when the, an uncommon restoration happens, when the Lord brings about one's captivity, when it turns back your misfortune, what happened? And it's just sudden, what happened? How do you feel? It becomes uncommon restoration to you. It's like, ah, you say me? You ask yourself, who, me? That's why I'd like to tell somebody today that your that you many days, of many years of labor, just one day of God's favor is turning something around for you today. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus, everyone that has brought you, every situation that has broken your hearts, the Lord is turning mine because he's bringing you back home. For himself today, in the mighty name of Jesus, bring back our captivity, restore unto us health, restore unto us peace, restore unto us joy, restore unto us the heart of worship, restore unto us our prosperity.
1: It's not fun. To be speaking in tongues, to
0: be worshipping, to know that God, and yet, you do not know him. To know that God, and never be able to be obedient to him. It's not fun what comes out of it. That's the reason why, from this day forward, Every plan kind of the enemy will take us into captivity. The Lord is turning around for us and for our good in the mighty name of Jesus. How then from this day can I provoke God to turn around my captivity, your captivity? How do you provoke God to do that which you bring about and not come on? Restoration in your situation in your mind. How do you move the hand of God? Do you know that God knows every situation that we encounter in life? But many times, He says, that He doesn't have to act until we provoke His hands to act. When it sees that we have gotten to the end of the road and we come back to our senses and say, Lord, I cannot do without you. I cannot do without you. I cannot do without you.
1: I cannot do without you. I cannot do without
0: you. I cannot do without you until we get to that situation and that moment of life that we come to our senses like Moses got to the point and said and the Lord said tell the people to move on. And Moses said, How will they move on? He said, do this until we get to the place of asking God for help. Redirecting our steps, reprogramming our minds, knowing fully well that the way we are going is not the way of God. We remain in captivity. When we get to that point, and God is ready to act. That's the reason why the very first thing that we need to do or realize to provoke the hand of the Lord, to provoke the heart of God and his face to shine upon us for his mercy, for his compassion, for his love, for his power, and for his uncommon restoration is to realize our path with the Lord. Realize your ways with the Lord realign your purpose with the Lord. How many have been driving? How many drivers are in the sanctuary here today? I know you drive, you just bought a new brand tax in your car, and you choose to drive the same car with the same old alignment that worn out the old one. What will happen? Huh? The new one will do it. What will what, what happen? It will worn out. But when you go ahead and do the alignment, fix the alignment that one out all tired that you remote, guess what? You enjoy the new life,
1: the new time. We
0: enjoy the new life. The children of God has been in captivity 17 years and it took only one person, Brother Daniel, Elder St. Daniel, to realize that ah, according to the word of the Lord, God sent us here to police us. God put us in this position for this many years, but in the book of record, the time is over.
1: We need to ask God to move his head. And now we do it. I need to stand in the up for my people.
0: And in Daniel chapter 9, in Daniel chapter 9, from verse 1 to 5, all through the chapter of Daniel chapter 9, what did Daniel did? He had to begin to realize his ways, his household ways, the ways of the children of Israel, everyone in the land, they get to ask God for his mercy. He prayed for them. He prayed for the whole nation. And moved the hand of the Lord. at those prayers. And the Bible says in the first year of Darius, the son of Ahazel, on the lineage of the merits who was making over the range of challenges in the first year of Israel. I don't know. I not understood by the most the numbers of the years specified by the word of the Lord through Jeremiah the prophet that he will accomplish 70 years in the desolation of Jerusalem. Did he just have that understanding? Without doing nothing, he did something. He said, then I set my face towards the Lord God to make requests by prayer and supplication with fasting, suncloths, and ashes. And I prayed to the Lord my God and made confession and said, oh Lord, great and awesome God who keeps his covenant and mercy with those who love him and with those who keep his commandments. We have seen realigning our steps, realigning our ways, realigning the ways and the paths of our family. We have seen and committed iniquity. We have done wicked. I will be dead. Even by the bottom from your peace and your judgment. And we kept on going the entire shelter, those confessing, on behalf of himself, his household, the children of Israel, and immediately go hard from go hard and do something about it. Where was he quoted from? It was quoting the book of Jeremiah. That's Jeremiah 25, verse 11, right? Yeah. If he doesn't know what has been written in the book, he would not have been able to remind God of his promises what did Jeremiah, what did the Lord call? Uh, he said, and this whole land shall be mm. a desolate a and uh, a <laughs> and this shall <laughs> uh, serve uh, the, king of, the king of Babylon. How many years?
1: <laughs>
0: Jeremiah had died, And Daniel, uh, knowing what the book said, came to the public and reminded God we have served this punishment for 14, uh, for seventeen years. Now, God, it's time for us to move on. You need to look down with mercy, put on clothes, confess on this rebellion of the whole land's rebellion and disobedience to God. Turn from the wicked place. He did not say that. Yes, we used to do this. Remember what we used to do. Oh. Because they were no longer doing it. That's why they entered into where they were. And now he confessed it. The Lord is bringing back the captivity of somebody Amen. under the sound of my voice this morning in the mighty name of Jesus. So he prayed for his people, and as he prayed. There was a change as he prayed and confessed. Something happened. Exactly the same thing that brought the common restoration of the job in Job chapter 42 verse verse ten. Our text for this month as we round up this month. What the job did that touches the hand of God that provoked his restoration? The Bible says, "And the Lord restored Job's losses." When he did what he prayed. he prayed for his friends, indeed, he had twice as much as he had before. There's a restoration unto somebody this day yeah. in your profession. There's a restoration yeah. in, your, in your relationship. There's a restoration yeah. in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, yeah. bring back our oh, captivity, restore us. Oh God, restore me, oh God, restore us, to God, he prayed. The next thing to do to provoke God bringing back our captivity is to acknowledge his sovereignty and his ability to turn things around us. Do you know that usually the arm of flesh do fail? Yeah. I can do it. Yeah. God yeah. I it. God don't worry. I have one to God don't worry. I have wisdom. And you begin to reason it. What did James call the wisdom of man? Foolishness. Foolishness. They, they call this foolishness, yes. And what?
1: The morning is the morning.
0: You want to see it? Go to James. The book of James. Quickly open the book of James to chapter chapter 3. Chapter 3, from verse 13, if you have it. From verse 13, James chapter 3. Wise and understanding among you, let it show by good conduct that his words are done in the meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter envy and self seeking in your heart, do not boast and lie against the truth. Verse 15. Let's read it together. This wisdom, this wisdom of man. I do want to reason everything, everything God does, everything the word of God does. I do want to reason it with your own wisdom. You want to figure it out. He said it's what? This wisdom does not descend from above, but it is ugly. It is central and it is Don't be a demon-possessed Christian. A demon possession child of God when you use your senses to discuss or to think the word of God through to please you to favor your cause. I said this wisdom does not come from above. When the word of the Lord says it, you may want to discuss it, but if you realize you have a good understanding of what saying seek help for understanding so you have not been possessed but the woman's spirit that's not your portion it's not our portion and it's not going to be our portion in Jesus' name we've got to be able to realize his power, his ability his sovereignty to bring us out when we seek help when we are realigning ourselves with him because he promised. Do you know what his promise is? Let's quickly go to Isaiah chapter 49. Isaiah 49, from verse 14 to 16, and then we talk to 26. He said, But Zion says, the children in Zion says, the Lord has forsaken us. Uh, when you are in the place of captivity, they, they, our minds will be thinking, God where's your face? How I many have been there before? God wins your faith. Am my Lord, I, I, but Zayu said, the Lord has forsaken me. And my Lord has forgotten me. Oh. Can you woman forget us all? Oh. I'm not a child. Women, can you no, forget? So, some <laughs> Some women will forget their babies in the car seats in the sun.
1: Oh, okay. It has happened. There are a few
0: of us. I see some women. We're hearing the news, right? Yeah. So women, it's possible. It but it is not normal, right? Not. So can the woman forget her son and not child and, her, and not have compassion on the son of her woman? He said, surely they may forget. Mm-hmm. So is it not true? Yeah. God even know that this is possible. Mm-hmm. But what did he say concerning us? Mm-hmm. He said, yes, I will not forget, forget you. Forget you. So he's not forgetting us in that place of captivity, in that place of confusion, in that place that we find ourselves that we are not fulfilling. We are not progressing. We are not being productive. We are not enjoying life. He is looking at us to realign ourselves with him and to acknowledge that he can take us out from there. And what did he say? he said, see. See, I only can see. He says, See, I have tattooed you on the back of my head. What does he inscribe mean when you inscribe somebody else things in your you Do you know what those who tattoo their bodies do most of the time? What do they do when they tattoo somebody or something in their life? That's when they wear so so that Sorry, everybody see. will see. That's when they open their chests, open their back so everybody can see. He says, See, oh. I have inscribed you on the palm of my hands, and your walls are continually falling. Meaning that all I'm asking, all I'm waiting for is for you to knock and then acknowledge, know that I can do it. Know that I have compassion even more than the nursing mother does concerning you. And in verse 24 to 26, he now make a confession concerning those of us, anyone that may ever be held captive. He said, shall the prayer be taken from the mighty, or the captive of the righteous be delivered? Verse 25. He said, But God says the Lord. Who is speaking? But God says the Lord. Even the captive of the mighty shall be taken away. Amen. And the prayer of the terrible will be delivered. Amen. For I will contend with him who contend with you. Amen. And I will do what? I will do what? You know that he knows that our children are very funny. And God will not deliver you. Without delivering our children. Yes,
1: yes. God has done
0: it in my family before. Yes, he continue to do it. When they know they cannot get the father, they cannot get the, 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 the mother, they went after the children. And Lord deliver yes. children. Amen. Amen. the Lord delivered our children. I don't know if you ever had it. That year, on my 28th or 24th birthday, was driving. Canary or three or four is it on the high speed of this same road that you drive, I-2-5, on the high speed and the engine bursts. All would have happened? On a every day. Every devil, every demonic the individual, seeking your life or the life of your children or your household, I declare. The Lord Himself will be with them because He said will deliver you and he will deliver your children. You will deliver your children to them in the mighty name of Jesus. He said, I will save your children. I will save your children. Not only that. God is very passionate about you. He's very passionate about us. No. He wants to bring back our captivity. Deliver us. From our counsels, you may have met. anyone may not be running after you. But your head itself, the sarcastic thoughts of yours may help hold you captive, not to be able to move forward. Be tormented. Nobody is doing it. Bet yourself. Neglecting the word of the Lord, being disobedient to the word of the Lord, not aligning your heart with the word of the Lord. Nobody may be doing you, and you may be the one doing yourself. I don't know if I told you before that there are three enemies of our lives. And two of them is so easy to be delivered from. But the one that is so difficult to be delivered from
1: is the enemy within.
0: The enemy without. God can deliver you from you. Satan, God can deliver you from them. But the enemy within, it will take God to change the enemy within. Or his deliverance. Enemy without Satan himself and the enemy within. As the Lord turns your captivity around. You shall be delivered in the name of Jesus. Lastly, lastly. I think we did. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
1: Hallelujah.
0: Amen. Hallelujah! He said, I will feed those who oppress you with their own flesh, Amen. and they shall be drunk with their own blood. Amen. And all flesh shall know that I, the Lord, am your Savior, Amen. and will be in my mighty one of Jacob. Isaiah 43. Isaiah 43 verse 26. He said, put me in remembrance. Let me come, let us contend together. State your case that so you will be acquainted. Taking us back to the fact that we've got to be able to come to the means of realignment of our ways, talk to God, and He is. And because we know that He is, He's ready. And able to turn all of our captives around and shall do in Jesus' name. Finally, as we do, reactivate the fellowship with Him. Reactivate the fellowship with Him. We trust in the Lord for that uncommon restoration. Realign your ways. Acknowledge his sovereignty and his ability, and then reactivate the fellowship with him. The disciples of Jesus were with him. Those who followed him and those who were closer to him were all with him when he died. But now he rose the multitude saw him and they declared that he had risen. But they do not know that actually and truly he has risen up. And in Luke chapter 24 from verse 28, in now beginning, in our called and sat with them. And he gave them bread and wine. Until they were able to realize that Ah, it's the same Jesus that was with us. He mm-hmm. said, "Then they drew near the village where they were going, and they indicated that he would come further But they constrained him, abide with us, for it is towards and the day his be fastened.' And they went into stay with them." They don't know that it was Jesus. Now it came to pass as he sat at the table with them that Jesus took bread and then he blessed it. And as soon as he blessed it, he gave it to them. And when he gave it to them, what happened? Look at it. What happened? Then their eyes were opened. When they reactivated their fellowship with them, when he used to be with them, he would he with them, he he would eat with them, he even went to the house of Zacchaeus and broke and ate with them. And yet, they needed their captivity to return around, but they do not understand how. Recognized that it was the one, so they said, "This evening, Master, why don't you?" They never realized it was the same one. And the Bible says he went in with him and he took the bread and he broke it, and he gave it to them. And as soon as they gave it to them, he said, "Their eyes were open and they knew him, and he vanished." On their sides. Before the happened, he already made himself as a sacrificial Passover lamb. So that the captivity of the lack of the ways of God may be over and a new shelter be opened unto oh mankind. I don't know your level of faith. I don't know the situation you are in right now. I don't know what you have done for God in the past that you can brag about and talk about of those good oldies. But in the good oldies of the children of Israel, guess what? They ate manners in the wilderness. They ate the cucumber in the wilderness. But the same old good good days bring them to a place of sinful living continually to go every single day. But in order for their captivity to be over and a new shelter of grace be opened to the people of God, they have to reactivate their fellowship
1: through the sacrificial. sacrifice of the Lamb of God and so Jesus
0: to buy us back had to break allow his body to be broken his blood to be shed, his life to be taken so that he can be restored back to the right hand of God where he started from. God is about to buy somebody back to, it to us individually and as a church to reactivate a communion a fellowship with him. What is that thing that makes us to be guilty, make you to be guilty of all the time? When you remember the word of the Lord saying this, but you are doing something contrary. What are those things? And what are the things that just will not allow you to restrain, retreat, you step back onto doing the will of God? Because of it, he shed his blood and he declared. That all those tormenting times are over. He broke his blood. He broke his body. He allowed his body to be broken and his blood to be shed for you and for me. And then in that night, when our Lord and Savior was betrayed. He took the bread. After giving thanks, he lifted it up and broke it. And gave it to his disciples and said, take it. This is my body that was broken for the sins of the Lord. And whenever you partake of this, do it in remembrance of me. Lord, we come together this day We begin to experience that uncommon restoration of your love and your grace. And as we partake of this, your body, let everything broken in our lives that has taken us into a place of captivity, receive wholeness again in the name of Jesus. As we partake of this in the name of the Father and of the Son and of
1: the Holy Spirit. After the bread, they took
0: the cup and they lifted this up after he has given thanks. And they said, This is the blood of the new covenant that was shed for the remission of the sins of the world. Whenever you drink of it, do it
1: in remembrance of me.
0: In the blood of Christ is life. In the blood of Christ is holiness, is purity, is the path to him. As individual us here this morning, drink of this. Father, let there be rejuvenation again, let there be regeneration again, and let there be refreshing again, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Son of God. We drink of this in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Jesus. It can see everything. I can see everything
1: Turn me around, Turn me around, Turn around,